What's up, guys? What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Heavy Metal Over a Six Pack. All social media platforms available Instagram, Twitter at HMOA number six P A C K. Uh, email directly at HMOA number, uh, number six P A C K at gmail.com. We can be found on the uh, Facebook and, of course, our host site, the great and wonderful podomatic.com and iTunes. Yep. So far. So far. Moving up in the world. Good evening, Anthony. Hello. Good evening, super special guest host. Super special guest host. <laughs> the Conqueror. The Conqueror. Uh, today we have a good friend of mine, uh, Jason Nicholas. And uh, he is a music enthusiast, if you must. I know his uh, collection's pretty vast. We did everybody a favor. We brought in an actual expert. You don't have to just listen to us, too. Yeah, we suck. Well, I don't have to back up that actual expert comment. <laughs> <laughs> but they'll know soon enough. Trust me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, good times had by all. We got a, we got a, we have a, we have some news to to, to get through. We have, a, we'll have some uh, some uh, serious discussion. Yep. Um, we're all and drinking. We're all drinking. Always. So we're on. We're on. We're on quota there. So Anthony, boss, I didn't want to slide into this. Oh, and we also have the game. I'm sorry. We do have the game. That is correct. I always have to have the game. It's all about the game. Lightens the mood a little bit. Yeah. Keeps everybody on their toes. Heavy metal headlines. Well, if you want to start with your uh, your news. You want to with my news. Well, you know, whenever this episode gets out gets out in the airwaves, waves, this will probably be uh, probably a week out. But I mean, I feel with like with our topics and subject matter, it's uh, it's very important to. Uh, to bring up the fact that a Gibson guitar filed for bankruptcy. Let's see, that was yesterday they filed for bankruptcy. They've been around with, for a while too. With with de- sure. 1902. Yeah. So yeah, like yeah. 1902, and they've uh, they've accumulated a debt since 1902 of uh, anywhere between 100 and 500 million. <laughs> wow. Damn. Wow. Now we make that we make we make that sound awful. Obviously, if you really look into like the. Uh, 
I mean, obviously Gibson. Gibson's famous for uh, the guitars and the you know Les Paul sure. and yep. like everything like that. But what's really bringing them down is like all of like kind of like their side acquisitions. Like they got involved in like a couple electronics companies. Um, they had a they had a few other smaller like guitar guitar acquisitions that they. Um, I'm sure they do like um, like recording stuff and you know amps and whatever. I'm sure tuners stuff like that let's see they had a uh, the, their electronic stakes they had a stake in a ta teac which i'm actually not familiar with so i'm gonna leave i'm gonna leave right I, I might have seen them before they they actually uh bought phillips line of headphones oh all right so uh i guess they uh they weren't uh they weren't living up to uh the beats by dre or the uh, <laughs> skull candies skull candy. or anything like that um i'm sorry uh, headphones and speakers and uh Okay, I actually heard this before. Onkyo? O-N-K-Y-O? I've heard of Onkyo. Uh, my, um, sidebar, my dad's, um, home theater system was an Onkyo. Or at least that was a receiver. It was just, like, stupid expensive. Like, it was a very high-end. Right, so these are all the things that were, uh, that are putting, uh, Gibson guitars under, under the... Under, under the, the, the green line there, the green line. I guess would be the word for it. What's actually interesting, as I was reading up on this, uh, Gibson actually owns 40% of the guitar market when uh, the retail value of the guitar is $2,000 or more. Really? Hmm. Kind of weird. I actually thought that was a small number, to be honest with you, because I actually I, I would think if like, someone's going to pay like a few grand for like a guitar, I mean, it's going to be like a Gibson, like some form of Les Paul. Like, sure. Some, like... But Fender, only four. Fender being the uh, yes follow up to that. Yeah. Right. I was gonna say. I mean, I guess after you think of it, it's like yeah, there are a couple of, like large ones. Mm-hmm. But so having forty percent of the market, so that must mean that the market for like the over two thousand dollars for a guitar is very small. Yeah. Because uh, obviously they uh, they racked up some debt, but um. Right. You know the uh, the musical world is crying as of yesterday, but. The, uh, the, the point of the bankruptcy, obviously, I mean, anybody who's uh, filed bankruptcy um, <laughs> doesn't necessarily mean that the company is going to go Awkward. away. Um, they've actually, uh, I mean, the, the, the point of the bankruptcy, I really think, is probably just kind of like one shed their CEO, which uh, based on some of the, uh, the uh, newsroom comments, he's not a very popular man amongst the uh, consumers. And uh, two, I mean, just shed up all those acquisitions that have probably been costing them money for the right. last 50, 60 years. And I, their goal coming out of it is to actually uh, re, rebuild the, uh, the guitar business, which supposedly is still very, uh, very uh, heavy in cash flow and very profitable. So I don't necessarily think we have to worry about Gibson guitars necessarily going I mean, when you think Gibson, you think guitar, you don't think headphone shoelace you know I don't think I stuff I mean what's the worst thing that would normally happen like hostile takeover from somebody else like Fender acquires Gibson so Gibson's still out there but it's now produced by Fender or if I had to guess probably the worst thing that's going to come out of it is now you're going to see like Gibson t-shirts in like Walmart yeah you know make the extra sure just to kind of catch up well that's cool so you declare I'm bankruptcy? Not and, that. Yeah, hey. yeah, whatever. Like, mass, yep. Yep. mass produce, <laughs> mass produce, and make available. <laughs> you ever bought a T-shirt at Guitar Center before? 
It, yeah, I've taken out a loan before I go to Guitar Center. It's like, <laughs> it's, like yeah, going, it's like worse than going to the concerts. Uh-huh. Like they want 35 bucks for the tea. It's like, dude, it's like pre-faded. Yeah, I'll dish out at the concerts because right. I know it's going towards the group. It's not right. pre-faded in a good way. It's like some dude actually wore this around for like three years and then you put it back on the shelf. Put it in a washing machine with some rocks. Yeah. <laughs> I had to fix that washing machine the other day. <laughs> Why does that work? Well, there's rocks in it. Oh, that's why. You can't wash those? That's my customers all the time. What do you wash in this thing? You mix cement in your washing machine? That's a bad combination, you know, water and cement mix. At least in a washer. In a high spin. <laughs> yeah, right. That's my story. Nice. No, it's good. A little bit of a money talk. All right. Uh, I picked this. What's an, I mean, I suppose it's news. This is more for Jay. I know you're a big comic guy. I know you're a very big comic guy. So. Marvel or DC? Ooh. Ooh. Okay, the Marvel Universe is over here. The DC Universe is over here. And it's like whatever, that weird independent crap is in the middle. And, I, ha- and I have to pick? Who's getting to the top of the hill? Marvel is. Okay. Marvel. Yeah. I mean, the movies have been pretty spot on. Well, that, you know, it's... Right. They're they're a little more progressive, yes, in, in terms of their writing style and their artistic style. Agreed. Okay. DC's stuck in the past. So I have the ten best comic slash metal mashups. Okay. So these are obviously metal bands that have been in okay. comics. Uh, I'm waiting see. for one in particular. I'm, I'm sure you'll know, so please chime in if you know any of these. So the first one is the Rock and Roll Comics, which has various artists. My uncle wrote for them. Really? Yep. Very interesting. Yeah. Uh, let's see, major bands including Guns N' Roses, Molly Crew, Kiss, Frank Zeppa, and Metallica. Uh, most of the bands are supportive, except for Guns N' Roses, of course, because that's what they do. But uh, they actually have a cease and desist order against them because of it. There are quite a few C&D orders against oh, Rock and Roll Comics. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, let's see. Next we have... So wait, the... I'm sorry. <clears throat> nope, I'm, I'm ignorant in the corner of the room. Can I just <clears throat> ask, like, what, what what does this mean? Like, right, the, like these artists appear in said comic? Yeah. Okay. Are they, are they, it, yeah. They're basically unauthorized biographies okay. uh, of the artists. So, and because when they can't get the bands okay, like, the depictions of them are slightly different. So it's South Park, but in comic form. I suppose. Because South Park like just uses like everybody that's real. <clears throat> well, that's where they have the disclaimer at the beginning. It says they're not actually. It's like, not actually the person. It's like yeah. Yeah, some dude behind the, uh, you know, behind the mic copying them. Right. Yeah. Yep. Pretty much. Except for George Clooney. Yeah. He was the only one that was allowed to come on and, and do a voice. Really. Yep. Huh. And allowed or insi- allowed to or insisted? No. Well, he, no. He begged him to. He was like, oh, I want to do this, I want to do this. And they went, yeah, okay, you can be a voice on here, but you're not going to be your voice. So he was the barking dog in the episode. That he was... <laughs> That's awesome. That's why I like guests. They have so much fun facts. Great. Uh, side note, going back to South Park, I don't know what to do with it. The guy that I work with, his name is um, Chris Peterson. Is uh, He's actually in an episode, essentially, where I don't remember the exact one, but like he's like, squirrel, and he shoots. But then he goes, ah, Chris Peterson, and he shoots. So it's actually, it's from he, I don't know what he did, but yeah, he's actually in it. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Interesting fact. <clears throat> anyway, 
Uh, moving on. So the next one is the Internal Descent, which has Gus G, Wayne Static, and a tree. Uh, let's see. Uh, Lexi Leon is the creator of this one. It's, uh, it's got some collaborations of living musicians. Uh, yeah, so pretty much the ones I, I uh, listed off. Gus G, Wayne Static. And um, these characters have their very own custom ESP guitars as well. Like in it, so they must have some kind of visual representation. I feel like uh, Wayne Static would be a good comic book character. Like he's very, he's very. Well, I mean, animated. he looked like the Slim Jim guy. I mean, so yeah, he, you know, he's very animated in real life. Yes. And I mean, everything that you write in for his, you know, word balloons could all be in caps. Like he's always yelling. So. Right. And some like very wide like mouth expressions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. The head tilt. Uh, next, we have Psycho Circus. Plus That's more with for. parentheses Kiss. Kiss. Yeah. Uh, this is according to Steven Tyler that Kiss are a comic book rock band, quote unquote. I mean, I'm pretty sure they have like a TV show too. That's 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 true. Um, back in I want to say 60s, 70s, Marvel did a Kiss comic. Okay. Um, and the big deal around that one was is when they went to go put it into print, um, they have the big bats of the ink. Yeah. Uh, all the members of KISS were there and they all put blood into the ink huh. as I've it was printed. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of cool. That's kind of creepy, but cool. unsafe. A little bit, a little bit. Especially thinking about who they actually are. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, you know, when you can get an STD from reading a comic, I mean, right. you want to be careful about yeah, that. Yeah, no, sure. Don't, as long as you don't put it in your mouth, I guess you're okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just imagine these, these poor generations like, from now. Like, we hear about, like, these old school diseases, like the plagues and whatnot, coming back from, like, melting icebergs. <laughs> Someone's going to open a comic book, and all of a sudden they have, like, a new version of, like, right. an STD that nobody's heard of since the 60s. I got the syphilis. And, uh, yeah, going, and then it actually says right here, they worked uh, the very own superhero series with Marvel. Um, a 1997 image series titled Psycho Circus. Yep. Which was and, um, Let's see, their merchandise also heavily involved comic books and comic imagery since appearing in Howard the Duck in 1977. <laughs> Pretty sure that's that raunchy, raunchy one, right? Like, it wasn't that raunchy, but okay. you know, it was. Uh, it, it, no, I'm thinking it of the tanked. cat. There's a cat comic that's like raunchy like that. It, it, it totally tanks. Yeah, George like, Lucas. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. I read something about Kiss the other night. It might have been today that I passed the article, but they were saying Kiss wasn't really a band. Like Kiss was like a marketing ploy that like ran into a band. I can see that. Like the like the yeah. music wasn't really the focal point of like Kiss. Like well, the, the visual. Well, I mean, no fire, the makeup. What's out there and how Gene Simmons presents himself—that's absolutely 100 percent believable. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. If he's not making money, he's not doing it. Well, have you ever seen uh, Family Jewels? I've seen bits of it. There's, he'll like go on vacation and then like he'll somehow get stuck in a business deal. Like he can't escape it. Like it follows him. He went to like Cancun and the, had, had like a kiss surfboard that he's trying to like. He's like, I can't, you know. They just came out with something, I believe it was last summer. It's called The Vault. The Vault. So it has, and I don't know the exact definition, but it has X amount of like unreleased tracks. It has like live performances. Like it's, you know, it's like, it's one of those huge compilation sure. things that you would normally, but um, there's like a hundred versions of it where Gene Simmons actually would deliver it himself anywhere in the world. 
was like the, it was like you know, a couple of grand, but like anywhere in the world that you bought one of these things, there was a hundred of them. He's like, I'm just gonna be traveling around all like all year, just delivering these vaults. Like no matter where like where they are, like in the world. Imagine the paycheck he was cashing for. Oh that. God, I can imagine. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Cool. Sorry, that's all I had to add for it. No, no. If you ever like, want me to stop interrupting, like just, like, just, just like throw something at me. Be like, uh, shut up, Marcus. This isn't your segment. Be like, all right. All right uh, next, we have uh, the Verodic Comics, which is Glenn Danzig of Danzig. Um, his uh, evidently were more on the violence and erotic. They were an adult-themed horror comic. Which, I can see that. Um, and Kiss wasn't? Uh, Edward Lee. Uh, kiss, oh, for, so, kiss for children. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, we gotta clean this up. Hail the demon. <laughs> they had a uh, one of the um, Hail comics demon. Lock was, up called, your mom. Uh, was called Grub Girl by Edward Lee. And it was made into actually a pornographic mo- uh, movie back in 2006. Featuring plenty of necrophilia action. If that's your thing. A comic book turned porn. Yeah, fuck. Man, nerds must be like... Oh, you have no idea. Rejoicing. You have no idea. I'm sure Jay knows this one. It's it's crazy. Uh, next is the Slave Pit Funnies, featuring Guar. Um, well, they need a comic. Book. Who doesn't like Guar? They pretty much just this write the stories, illustrate their own characters, and okay. any anything they play on stage. Who doesn't appreciate Guar? Okay, let me take. I, I'd be willing to bet there are people that are out there, but like you know what, nobody's perfect. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I remember as a teenager. Watching Headbangers Ball mm-hmm. on MTV back when MTV was actually MTV. Um, you youngins uh, and Guar being on Headbangers Ball and taking over. I remember MTV by the way. So come on, you're not that you're not that old. Okay. <laughs> Thank okay. you. <laughs> Thank you. Quinn. Appreciate it. <laughs> we actually used to look forward to Headbangers Ball. It was uh, Headbangers up. Ball, and then. Uh, uh, Yo, I'm TV reps. Oh, okay. Hit both of my, my wheelhouses. There you go. Yeah, right? No, all at once. But, um, um what a, a cool thing about Guar is, like, they're always in character. Like, if they're in the oh, public yeah. eye, they're always in character. We went to, uh, yeah, we went they were to, uh, at the Warp Tour Warped last Tour. year. Like, so you, you get, like, a 25-minute set. But, like, they still did their, they still did their production. Like, they're still talking about, like, the the (laughs) aliens coming from, like, other planets and, like, coming and fucking you up the ass kind of a, like, like, they never left character. Uh, They would raid other sets. Yeah, there was one, so there's a band, Silverstein, I believe is what it was. It was Silverstein. And on stage, the bassist, I don't know his actual name, he came in and, quote, unquote, killed their bassist. (laughs) Literally, like, killed him and dragged him off stage. Yeah, they dropped him on the stage. They yeah. dragged him off. <clears throat> and came back on and was like, oh, I heard you guys get a bassist. And they just played the rest of the set with it, It's on YouTube. That's Look awesome. it up. It's actually a killer. Pretty funny. I mean, that's that's, that's the, the feel-good good time festival stuff. But, yeah, um, so, obviously, their comics were quite gruesome and gory, just like their sets. Um, they also... They even had their own, what's called a Guartoon, which is a cartoon. So that's uh, something to definitely check out. How's that release? Is that like a DVD release or can not sure. online findable? Or? I'm sure you can find it. Well, this is this check I'm it sure out. It's funny online somewhere. <clears throat> I mean, where would I go right now if I wanted to get like the box set, like a killer, like 
graphic novel with like all the DVDs like associated with it. Like, do those places exist anymore? Is Newberry Comics still around? They, they are. A few in the mall. Oddly enough, not I our mall. Like, I think it's mostly yeah. online. Uh, the Natick Mall, I believe, has a Newberry Comics. I was surprised. I thought they were done, and then a few weeks ago, I found them. Actually, I think there's one in Solomon Pond Mall, but like I looked in there, I was kind of like, that's not a Newberry Comics. You stop it. Do we need a strawberries? That's like my wick. That's my evil step sister's closet. Oh. <laughs> it's cool. I don't have an evil stepsister. I have two actual sisters. Are any of them evil? Probably. <laughs> probably. See, I, I know one of your sisters and I worked they're, with her. They're probably both like something I would the say, life out of our souls. Kiss like, her off at work. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, probably. Piss <laughs> off in general. Kind of like a weirdo in my family, so like everyone's kind of like awkward and like afraid around me. So like nobody really like acts like them true selves. Like I hear, I hear like both of them are actually very funny people. I'm like, <laughs> who are you talking about? My sisters? It's probably because I don't shut up ever. Somebody told me that over the weekend. <clears throat> Just never shuts up. I look at it this way: I don't shut up around my family either. But if I shut up, that gives them the opportunity to talk. That's why I started a podcast. So. I mean, we have like we have twelve hours of me talking straight. Yep, pretty much. It's beautiful. Angelic voice of yours. See what happens right now? I'm interrupting this shit. No, 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 no. Good. Right, See, I'm on. feeding off your interruption. I know, I'm great. like, well, Marcus did it, so somebody's <laughs> encouraging me. This is gonna be great. Do you digress? No. No. Oh, fine. Whatever. I take nothing back. <laughs> I regret nothing. I made, uh, two, I made two determinations, like, doing all of our editing for, like, the last uh, seven episodes. I have to stop saying, um, and I have to stop saying, I digress. Oh. Just, just just own it, man. If I go on a rant, we're going. Do it. Going hardcore. All right. Uh, next is The Armory Wars by Coheed and Cambria. Um, similar to the next one we'll listen later on. Um, both his song lyrics and comic books are actually together. He writes them in tangent with each other. Um, each album tells a part of his science fiction story. The main characters being husband and wife, Coheed and Cambria. Um, it's announced that he's trying to adapt it into a film starring Marky Mark Wahlberg, but who knows? That's his rate. Yeah, give it 15, 20 years. Yeah, right. It'll be nostalgic. Is that the best he can do, Mark Wahlberg? I don't know. I mean, Max uh, Payne. Max Payne, right? <laughs> uh, so next is Lobo <laughs> by uh, Anthrax. Um, obviously, uh, Scotty is a big comic book fan. This is Scotty is awesome. Um, the Anthrax "I Am the Law" is widely known to be a tribute to 2000 AD's flagship comic Judge Dredd. Uh, back in 2009, he tried his hand on some comic writing. Uh, he reimagined DC Comics' anti-hero Lobo. Is that how you say that? Lobo, is Lobo. it right? Yeah. Who is full of rage and destruction, a match made in Rockstar Heaven. Definitely, he did his own play on Lobo. See, now I gotta go back and read that. <laughs> now you're curious. That, that sounds interesting to me. I'm not a big fan of Lobo, but Scott Ian writing. Oh yeah, uh, yeah makes I, a difference. I, I, a little different perspective. Uh, next is Cryptic Writings mm. by Dave Mustaine there. Megadeth. Uh, 1997, with the release of Cryptic Writings, Megadeth collaborated with Chaos! Excavation Point 
comics to bring Dave Mustaine's lyrics to life. Cryptic writings? Mm. Somebody um, had to. Right? Uh, Megan, yeah. With a four-part miniseries. Wow, that sounds like it was spoken like a metallic, from a Metallic fan. Ooh. <laughs> uh, debatable. <laughs> Metallica fan in what sense? That was just general. Well, I mean, I'm not, a, hard, I'm not, a, I'm not the, a hardcore Metallica guy. It's it's almost the life versus day. It's it's the one of the age old heaven versus hell, Metallica versus Megadeth. I mean, I could break. I could. You see, it's. I'm not on that spectrum though. Like, I don't really have that that war. Like, I understand like where everybody like came from. I just like as far as Megadeth goes, I just don't get it. And I know there's like a cult following for these guys, and like, oh yeah, hey, don't get me wrong, it's you know, well, I actually, to be honest though, like, I actually think a lot of that cult following like came. It's like you know what, screw Metallica, like you deserve you. That's fair. I'll give you that. Uh, and it's like that. okay, that's fine, but I just don't. I mean, I'm I don't look at it from the fact that it's like you either have to be a Megadeth or a Metallica fan. I try not to. <clears throat> I just get into I get cornered by my, my Metallica fans. There well, was more Pantera. Well, I'm not going to corner you because I, I, I can honestly tell you, like, <laughs> in the 30-something years that I've had to listen to Metallica so far, I... Those three chords haven't gone old? I'm kind of sick of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's like, I, not, not that I'm sick of them, it's just like, you know, I don't, I don't like, whoo, Metallica's on. I just, whatever. That's they serve a purpose for me. Metallica. I don't dislike Metallica. They have some anthems. Like, you know, they have some anthems out there. I mean, you got you got one. You got Creeping Death. You got, I mean, Master of Puppets. Right. I mean, you got that's actually a really enjoyable album. Yeah, that's. I didn't really get Kill 'Em All. I know it was okay. It was not my favorite. I mean, um, we'll, we'll probably talk about this a little bit later, but um, like when we get into our uh, our main topic today, but I, I don't know. I I had friends that were like diehards, like, oh, Kill 'Em All, Kill 'Em All, it's like. See, I liked Injustice for All. That was my Injustice for my All. That's a ones. that's a that's a good one. That was that was my introduction. Mm-hmm. A lot of instrumental, a lot of instrumental in that one. Mm-hmm. Like, so it was a lot of pretty. In I fact, mean, my, I can't say anything because the first album I technically ever heard by them was their self-titled because that's the Black Album when it came out. The know? one and where that the, really the one good. where I the truth. Well, that that, uh, that might be one of the f- first ones that I owned. Like like I actually had Load and Reload. Like yeah. I didn't mind those albums, oh, okay. and like I know like people are like castrating them for it, but like my all-time favorite Metallic song right now, if I went off it like right at the top of my head, is actually Dire's Eve. Okay. Off of Injustice for All. That's a great song, and no play, no love, no love for. Well, our it was all about uh, one. Yeah. Injustice like, for All. I mean, that's a that's a sexy dominating. song too, but like Dire's Eve was like ball kicking. And then as soon as they, like they, they album, got, though. you know, their steam and everybody went back, then it became a uh, Master of Puppets, yep. um, Fade to Black. Yep. So anyway, I'm not an either-or kind of a guy. I just, Megadeth, I just don't get it. Like, I, I try to look at it musically. I love Megadeth. I don't love everything. They're not untalented by any means. No. I mean, I, I, I can recognize the instrumentation. His voice does nothing yeah, for me. Yeah, that's my issue with it, honestly. That's fair. It's, I mean, it's... His demeanor... I can see that. His demeanor is kind of comical to me. Mm. Like the fact He's gotten that, far more comical as the years go by. The, the, fact, the fact that his right lip is, like, higher than his... <laughs> with the lockjaw. Higher than his left nostril. <laughs> side, sidebar about... Um, Dave Mustaine, I, I watched actually a slight interview with him that he actually learned uh, the Four Horsemen because I believe he was part of Metallica for a little bit. Oh yeah. 
he wrote for yeah. Horseman listening to... Um, yeah, you got kicked out by Metallica. Well, that that was, that, well that's why the, the whole debate goes back. But right. if you actually listen to the riff of the Four Horsemen, he actually took Sweet Home Alabama, that guitar riff, and actually just modified it ever so slightly. And if you listen to it, it's the same thing. But he actually pointed that out. But that's what he used, because evidently, I believe the bassist, I could be wrong, um, it was like loved, loved Leonard Skinner. And they would listen to it all the time on the way to practice. That's where he picked up the guitar riff and was like, oh, well, let me try this. It's too bad, I actually, I actually screwed up the game. I probably could have came up with a good one for like a Megadeth versus Metallica. There you go. We'll have to have you on again, Jay. We'll do a Megadeth versus Metallica episode. I won't argue. <laughs> I won't say no. We won't argue either because uh, like nobody wants to hear us talk the whole time. I disagree. You guys talk about things that I don't normally get to, to listen to people talk about. So. That's good. Good yeah. feedback. You don't have to be nice just because we're standing right in front of you. We're oh, fine. I won't. Drink up. Drink up. <laughs> no, he's Let's not get some like on, that. Get some honesty. I'm drinking the Imperial Stout, which is 10% alcohol. Ah, so, you know, okay. We'll, we'll, come, we'll come back to Metallica versus Megadeth. All right. I'm setting the clock for 60 minutes when all hell is going to break loose. All right, I'm going to move on here. Yeah, better hurry. Uh, so our next, our next comic is uh, Rob Zombie presents Rob Zombie. Um, obviously, we all know. I mean, he's pretty much put his fingers into every... Thing he can but i mean that's what he does i mean he, he's got this horror genre and that's that's exactly what they are they're uh, from dark horse comics um i'm sorry dark horse comics idw that's not right yeah independent and uh, now correct me if i'm wrong <laughs> rob zombie actually produced those comics right like oh, yeah. he actually was he had his hand in yeah, the artwork he, uh, yeah. he had his hand in the subject matter he was a huge he just collaborated with them dork that, like see i don't like rob zombie music which either, is but he used to bring like even when he did the festivals like his trailer would be there with like all of his like original artwork like you can actually pay like 15 bucks and like walk through this trailer and just see like the fucked up shit that like he would like sketch on like a notebook paper and then just paste it to like the wall and like everybody would like get to go around and look at it but like well I know you guys you guys are familiar with Power Man Power Man yeah um and is that like his nephew or something his, that's his brother, <laughs> his brother. Spider, oh it's his brother his okay. brother his brother their interviews with Spider, and they're like, "Well, I guess they were related." They're, you know, they well, ask him, like "Oh, that. well, you know, uh, uh, because Power Man never achieved that level of right. notoriety as Rob Zombie." They have their worlds collide, <clears throat> and I don't know why. Well, and that's the thing is, in Spider's little, hey, come on, you know. Well, he <laughs> says, "Billy Idol lookalike," because they ask him, "Oh, what was it like to grow up around, you know, Rob?" And he's like. You mean back when he was stuck in the basement watching horror movies, reading comic books, when I was actually playing the guitar? And it oh. was quiet. Oh. <laughs> well, it's called White Zombie. It, yeah, right. you know, it happened. Yep. It's you get actually right, you get the right core around you. It, but White Zombie only happened for one reason. Like, not necessarily the band was put together for one reason, but they achieved notoriety for one reason, one reason alone. And it's Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, that's it. Really? That's it. Hmm. You know what? The world needs like a Beavis and Butthead though. Like that was a cool show. Like, like they would have like all the antics like for like half of it, but then they would send their TV and like actually like play like the videos. There and, were like, some react to them. Really off name bands that never would have had a chance without Beavis and Butthead. I mean, we've talked about that like on countless like, countless occasions. Like our first episode, we actually spoke we spoke about that quite a bit. It's like how, how, like nobody consumes like new stuff the same way like anymore. Like I used to watch like skateboarding videos and like oh, God, get, yeah. and get like the, the cool ass music. Beavis the, and Butthead, the was Thrasher like, no videos. 
like they all had like they all had like a crew it's like oh here's yeah. this skateboarder and here's his crew right it was like three bands two bikers three other <laughs> skateboarders we're doing a demo in boston like one day in five years show up and watch us but don't don't get in the camera's way no just stay <laughs> way over there, stay way over there. <laughs> don't bring your skateboard we don't want to see you do tricks <laughs> bam, bam majera will hit you with his skate skateboard if you right. do that right all right, so I have two more. Um, this one's for you. Ooh. Uh, House of Golden Bones, Stone Sour. Oh. Uh, evidently, they uh, they wrote so it's a concept album, House of Golden Bones, Part One and Two. Yeah, with the graphic novels. Yep. Which um, I admittedly and Corey Taylor, if you're listening, like I still love you, and I want everything that you've ever produced. But my my fundage right now, I just cannot buy anything. Wait, you, you still love him after working with Chad Kroger from Nickelback? <clears throat> Whatever. <laughs> See, that's what, that's what I'm saying. Sorry, like, I have not. to go with the, the Nickelback hate. Uh, it, the know, thing is, is it's is so that, easy. It's just so easy. That I, to hate I enjoy old Nickelback. They're so is that dogs. is that after like the back and forth? Like Chad Kroger like made his comments that like Slipknot's a bunch of piece of shit. No, come on, did he really? Yeah, they got they got like an. It was like going back like and back yeah. and forth like all last year. Like, did they make amends and huh. do whatever? Everybody can get in like you know you have a couple of beers, smoke smoke a little pot, get in a circle jerk, and they shit just happens. It's true. That's all right. All right. I just you know this is rock and roll, man. We're not listen. <clears throat> so you know what? To that point, maybe that's why I do like Corey Taylor so much because like he can hate somebody so bad that it's like you know what? I can get over it. We can actually produce something awesome. Okay. Like he probably can look at him and be like, "You, you wouldn't suck if you could get out of your own way." <laughs> All right. Uh, but like his novels, like the graphic novels and like whatnot, like I, I actually like the work. I just, yeah, I don't own it yet. Most of my exposure for like the novels and stuff is through Anthony. Yep. Uh, they collaborated with Dark Horse evidently in the four-part limited edition comic book miniseries. It brings his story to life. Um, he also wants to do expand his story into a big screen, but who doesn't, I guess. Yeah. Now, I have an honorable mention, so this is obviously... He wants to do, like, meeting Corey yes. Taylor? Yeah. Ooh, that'd be interesting. I mean, he's done count... Okay, am I the only one I can hear that? Can you hear that? I don't know, the Predator was back. Yeah. Is that just this thing? <laughs> is that what's going on? Anyway, um, kill me, kill me. <laughs> Sorry. Has anybody seen the? Uh, the has anybody seen? Uh, what the hell is it called? They just, they just, uh, they just released it. It actually went out in the theaters. Like it was like the concert in like Mexico. For uh, from Slipknot. It's escaping me. Right, anyway, we won't. I don't have to drag this on anymore. <laughs> All right, so my honorable mention is Fear Factory. Uh, Fear Factory collaborated with Ben Templesmith, a renowned comic book artist known for his work on IDW's 30 Days of Night series for the 2004 DVD release, which if anyone's ever seen it. Uh, Bite the Hand That Bleeds and related, sorry, archetypal, I guess, imagery. Uh, Templesmith, a big Fear Factory fan, created a fold-out album art poster for the band further cementing the bond between comics and metal. 
So wait a minute, the the Fear Factory story, like the the war against like the machines and like all that stuff, like that's all in a comic book somewhere. Uh, where do Where have I been? My whole existence. Actually doing things and not reading comic books. You know what? <laughs> the real life really gets in the way it does. of the cool part of the world because you know what? Fear Factory. You know why I love Fear Factory? Because Fear Factory talks about like this war. Like all of their albums, they're they're all concept albums, but they're. I'm a fan of the concept album. But they're they're not they're sneaky concept albums because like they're still good. Not that concept it's albums still... aren't good, but no, you can actually release this and it's like, hey, like this is Fear Factory. Like, like oh, dude, I love this. Hey, did you know that that whole album just told a story about like a war against robots? Oh man, I didn't, I didn't catch it. Like that's what's great about Fear Factory. Like that's like their topics. We need a comic book, man. We, we kind of started one. Sure. Did we? We're building a basement. I'll do it if I can make the penguin. No, no, no. That's the other. <laughs> that's the other comic. I said we. Oh, like, we. Like Sire. Sire needs a comic, a comic book, man. Well, you have an artist right in front of you. But I never forget that. We should talk. Okay. On air, that way. He wants, he wants, he wants an avatar too. But I want to so. make. Yeah, I need avatars too. Into a, like, uh, like a Zordon from the Power Rangers character. I like it. Okay. It gives you missions and shit. Probably doesn't work in a subject matter, but we can work on it. <laughs> um, <laughs> we can totally work. Is that working and win? <laughs> I need an avatar, by the way. Also, with like five <clears throat> emotions, like something that's like interchangeable that I can put online. Like a sad Marcus, or like with a backward hat, just holding a guitar, just going, oh. All right. Okay. Sold. How much is it going to cost me? We'll talk. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it for my story. Do you have any businesses you want to promote online right now? <laughs> right, right. We, we're putting you on iTunes, sir. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I'm not a shameless self-promoter. One of my downfalls as an artist, I'm not a shameless self-promoter. At so, Sire underscore Metal Bin, at Mark <laughs> underscore Official. Stroke of 13 Studios. Uh. <laughs> at H- HM. Oh, six pack. Oh, number six. Guacamole. The, the amount of times I have to, to correct people when I'm giving them the, the name of the podcast. I'm not finding it. Okay, H-M-O-A. Six pack. It's confusing because you know what? I wrote it and I, I still screw it up. Like, you know how many times I've had to edit it out because I can't say it right? Or heavy six pack over it. What, what, what's that time? Uh, I would just say heavy metal over a. I don't even know oh, what it was, it was, but. Yeah, I don't remember. I'd have to go back and listen. Are you smarter than a. I don't know. Whatever. Figure it out. Heavy it out. metal artist. We all get stupid. We all get stupid, all right? With the, uh, with the amount of alcohol that gets consumed with this. Correct. Looking back, if I was Head reflecting, me. like <laughs> the cold is so cold, I forget. So cold. Okay. Looking back, I, I I have to kind of like evaluate if this was really the healthiest thing for us in our lives. You know, this is the only time during the week I drink, right? You of course it is. That. Whatever. <laughs> Figured I'd throw that out there. Yeah, me too. I mean, so it I, makes up for the week, but I don't drink normally. I've been drinking Dasani like this whole time. I don't know what everybody else is. Is that a vodka? <laughs> it's, a, it's a fruity vodka. Fruity vodka? When I put it in my bottle, it's none of your business. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty I sure Poland Springs makes the vodka. I so, swear it's just orange soda. <laughs> right. Very strong. I never drink outside of the podcast. 
ever. Like not band sessions or performances or life <laughs> in general. What's what going on? <laughs> no, mama. Yeah, let's not get emotional. All right, moving on. I'm done. I, that's the last of my. What's next? Hey, what's next, bro? I'm gonna take a bathroom break. All right. I'm all, I'm all for that. Weird, musicians. right? Weird. Huh. Who's not a lead singer, uh, mind you? Y'all for what? Huh? Y'all for what? What are you saying? Fish sticks. I don't have any fish sticks. I'm out. Supper yet. I'm out. Don't start talking about food. Who doesn't like fish sticks? We can't have food during the podcast because all you hear is... <laughs> It'd be not sexy. Sorry, I jumped back in this one. <laughs> I am a musical genius. <laughs> You like fish sticks. <laughs> All right, so after the news, we'll, we'll we'll do some fun. We'll do some fun. We'll we'll uh, we'll get into uh, Are You Smarter Than a Heavy Metal Over a Six Pack Host? I did it right the first time. Proud of you. Thanks, man. Yep. I want to play a game. Are you smarter than a heavy metal over a six pack host? All right. So generally, when we do this game, I, we separate this into two rounds. First round is uh, somewhat serious-ish, although, I don't know, today isn't. Today's pretty uh, serious on both senses. Now, are you going to get the urge to cheat? Should you slide I'm, over I'm to literally, the... literally, like, not looking. I already ran it through my head. Should you, uh, sl- here, let me, how about do that? do what you want. What if I put this right here? Is that... Uh, That's fine, I can't it? see it from there. Okay. I'll just grab my scoreboard here. There's cheating. Huh? Cheating's allowed. Yeah, whatever. They're playing Monopoly. So the, uh... <laughs> what do you get those pick 50s, Grandma? <laughs> Sitting on Baltic with crack! <laughs> Don't touch me, Grandpa. Nana's a cheating whore. <laughs> two, two Dan Cook references. There you go. <laughs> Drink every time oh my you mention Cook. <laughs> oh my god, we could go through the whole... Oof. He took the beads. He took the beads! I've seen him twice in concert. Would it be a concert? I've seen him. I've seen him once. <laughs> Have you seen him in small venue? Yep, Boston. I saw him at um, the Wolf I Den. saw him at a, what was it, at Faneuil Hall? Oh, yeah. It, mm, I wonder if you were at the same show. He, um, there was actually, the, like, you had the fireplace in no, the back. No, And he actually, uh, I can't, what the hell is the name of the Comedy Connection? It was called the Comedy Connection mm-hmm. at Faneuil Hall. I think it was Comedy Connection, but there was no fireplace. Because um, I remember, like, one of his... Uh, like everyone's like laughing and whatnot. He actually jumped up on the fireplace. He's like, I'm just gonna perch for a while. And that's when he came out with the uh, the punching baby skit. Like that noise, it just irritates you so much that you just want to punch Wait, a baby. Dane Cook made a, a noise with his mouth. That I like that. I find unbelievable. Wow! Wow! Fucking! We do an episode like off topic like some days. Like there won't be any beer or any uh, nope. any metal. It'll just be like all day and cook all the time. <laughs> all day cook all the time. <laughs> endorse us. We start another podcast. Sponsor us. Come on, fucker. He can't. Oh, he he can't endorse us. His brother like stole all of his money or I was something. Say he's broke as shit. Yeah, yeah. Nobody will hire him. Pretty much. Family after Family Guy trashed him. Like, Local boy too. Yeah. Everyone went. Yeah. More or less. All right, so we're gonna have uh, we got we got two rounds. I made the first round pretty easy. You guys have flashcards now. There's only two of you today, so this shouldn't be hard. Be surprised. So, 
The first round, we're, we're going to do the, the true and false B. in the first round. <laughs> Scarface. <laughs> what is Alabama? So the, the, the article that I kind of pulled away a, a, a true or false was um, Sully Erna of Godsmack, 10 records that changed his life. Okay. Okay? Okay. So the way that I set this up, I actually have 12 records here. Six of them are on his list of 10 that changed his life. Okay. Six of them are not. So we're simply... Now, 50-50 with the 50-50. There could be a little bit of strategy here, because if you actually mentally keep track, like you'll realize how many trues are left, how many falses are left. Hold on, right. let me break up the, the, the um, notepad. Yeah, whatever you gotta do. Whatever you gotta do. <laughs> Strategic. We're gonna call this. We're gonna call this a one-point round. Okay. Okay. So every uh, everyone that you get correct, you will get a point, and then we will decide if Jay, sir, you are smarter than a heavy metal over a six-pack. Than, than a me. I'm pretty sure Anthony's 0 and 2 so far. I suck ass. 0 and 2. I am garbage. Because Anthony doesn't get any of this information prior to. In fact, this this particular game, I probably did 20 minutes before you guys even showed up. <laughs> Plus, we don't have Dave. Who knows about cornflakes and oysters? I don't know. I think we're, we might be pretty close. Yeah, find out. There's some... Why would you say that? You're the one who brought it up. I, I, in two separate situations. That wasn't... You didn't say comma. <laughs> oh, my bad. So once again, the overall topic here for round one, Sully Erna's top ten... Or ten records that changed his life. I'm actually going to say the artist in the album name, true or false, that is on his top ten list. Tell me Celine Dion, one of them. Well, the very first one is going to be the Beach Boys' Pet Sounds. I guess this would have been more, made more sense if it was yes or no. So true is yes, false is no. Yeah, that's Pet Sounds. Beach Boys? Beach Boys' I'll Pet go. Sounds. True and true, you're both wrong. Oh. The Beach Boys' Pet Sounds is so not on. I just on. gave too much credit to Sully Erna. Pretty much. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till my artist profile comes up for Godsmack. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming in future episodes, I promise. I'm doing my research right now. Okay. Um, Everybody ready for number two? Uh-huh. So again, there's 12 total answers, so we're on two out of 12. Only six of them are correct. David Bowie, the rise and fall of Ziggy Stardust and Spiders from Mars. True. True and true. You both are wrong. I'm so oh sorry. Oh my god. Really? Like... This guy sucks. Right? <laughs> All right. Album number three. It's going to be like... It's going to be true at one point. I'm just going to keep rolling gonna it out. going to be like cruise. the best of Barney. Right. Right. The Teletubbies soundtrack. <laughs> album number three. Pink Floyd, The Dark Side of the Moon. Oh, well, now I'm going to have to... Yeah, at this series. point, we're okay, playing the numbers. Okay, true and true. Yes. Thank God. Everybody gets a point for that one. That is true. That made his list of 10 albums that okay. changed his life. Can, I'm feeling his... In case we're keeping track, a third of the wrong <laughs> wrong answers have been told. Right. <laughs> Next one. Let's let's do Rush, Moving Pictures. You know what? I'm going to... No. Oh, true. No. We have one answer for false from Anthony. We have an answer from true. That is absolutely true. God damn it. I hate this game. Okay. First off, it's, it was, it's an album like with Neil Peart on it. Sure. It's an and album that's very heavily in drum. I suppose that, yeah, I should have caught yeah. that. The, the drumming hey, action. That, that was my first thought. I was like, oh, wait, the drum heavy band? That makes sense. He is a drummer. Right. I, forget, I forgot about that. So the next one, The Clash, London Calling. Are you looking at my screen? 
can't see your screen. Okay. If I looked at your screen, I would already answer. Everybody's thinking right the now. Clash. How many trues and falses were there already? <laughs> you know what? I'll go with true. We have a f true from Jay and a false. That is false. That did not make his list, so Anthony comes back. Okay, our next album. I forget how many we have left. I'm just going to keep going down the list. Yeah, one, I, two, I three, four. Whatever. <laughs> the next one, Iron Maiden, Peace of Mind. Did Sully Erna draw any inspiration that changed his like, life forever? Through, like, music. Godsmack, Iron Maiden. I mean, it's right there. At this point, it would almost behoove me to just keep doing true. True and true. At least I'll answer six right. True. True is absolutely correct. Right. <laughs> Please don't get half. Are you guys ready for this next one? Yep. Yeah. The Spice Girls. Spice. You know, just because. Just because I, I have to. Just because he has to. He says it's true, but uh, Anthony's correct with false. I mean, come on. Let's use our heads here. Okay, Sully Think about Erna. who Sully, it is. Sully Think Erna. about who it is. Sully Erna. <laughs> no exploration whatsoever, clearly. All right, next one, Aerosmith, Rocks. That Boston band. I'm going to go with True. That's pretty good. Th that's pretty good thinking right there. That, that is absolutely true. Everybody answered correctly. Okay. Uh, next one, Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath. If he didn't, he deserves less credit than I'm already giving him. All right, Jay says True. You know what? I'm gonna be that guy. I'm gonna be that guy. <laughs> be that guy. Anthony's is false, and that's absolutely correct. That did not make his list. Best of Barney. We got two. <laughs> we got two left out of twelve. No. I counted. We should have kept track. <laughs> These last two, I want you guys to just remember: Sully Erna's ten records that changed his life. Okay. First one, Metallica. Kill them all. We have one card in the air. We have a true and a true. Those are both correct. The last one on our list is Godsmack. Godsmack. Really? Yep. It is absolutely true. He's that much of an ego maniac. So if uh, you actually, re if uh, if you were to actually read this article, Godsmack, Godsmack his first album, right? was his first album, which he did. He's like everything. I was gonna say, we was never. Sure. His his comment was, we never would have thought that like putting out this album would have made us so huge. I, I like how totally he does we when it's just the Sully Erna show. Feels like it is lately. It has been since the beginning. That was how he promoted the first album. You don't have to. I mean, I, I, I personally tried to get into a fist fight with him over a poker table in Manchester. You and me can be friends. <laughs> and somebody's like, dude, that's Sully Erna from Godsmack. I don't give a fuck who it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fucking string bed. I don't give, give a fuck who he is. I, don't get me wrong. I like the first album. I do too. The, the first I album. Agree. Very good. So I was just listening to it the other Moon day, Baby. as a matter of fact. Voodoo. Voodoo is good as well. I actually told him that like uh, I could download one song and everything. I would have his whole catalog because they all sound exactly the same. That's how I feel about Nickelback, but that's awesome. <laughs> if you ever want to hurt a, a true artist's like, feelings, that's where you go. All your shit sounds like dog shit. <laughs> Cheers to you. Sir. Hey, cheers. Cheers, cheers to you. Yeah, yeah. Bring that one out. Sweet. Here's my full one on my own. 
All right, so that's the end of round one. At the end of round one, we have Anthony at seven. We have Jay at six. So pretty good, pretty good. So round two, we always go to two points a question. Ooh. And I like this because uh, I don't think we can get a tie this time because I have an odd number and an even, <laughs> even number. Right. So I don't have to figure out any tiebreakers. <laughs> so this particular um, this particular round of the game, we're going uh, Blender Magazine's 50 Worst Songs Ever. Okay. So the way this is going to work, I am going to give you the description the best I can without giving this away because I actually copied the actual descriptions. And then I'm going to give you three options of the song that they are describing. Okay. Okay. So it'll be, it'll be A, B, or C. Um, get it right, you get two points. Questions, comments, concerns? No. No, it sounds pretty straightforward. All right. So if you ever read Blender Magazine, this is their, this is all of these songs, except for obviously the, uh, the fill-ins, made their list of 50 worst songs ever. Okay. Ever. Ever. Okay. Um, I, I honestly forget the year that this came out, so I can't, I can't give you that much of a hint. Okay. That's fair. So, um, first description of why this is the 50th or one of the 50 worst songs ever. If uh, Fraser Crane were a song, he would sound like this. From a terrible opening line and lyrics, a vicious parody of pompous and pretentious mid-60s folk singer. But it's no joke, while a rock band twangs aimlessly in the middle distance, this artist thunder away in voices that suggest that they're scowling and wagging their fingers as they sing. The overall experience is like being lectured on the meaning of life by a jumped-up freshman. <laughs> Are they talking about A, Simon and, Garfun Simon and Garfunkel, Sound of Silence, B, Pink Floyd, Comfortably Numb, or C, Johnny Cash, Hurt? We have one answer up in the air. Thinking on the other side of the table. All right, so uh, Anthony's uh, going Simon and Garfunkel, Sound of Silence. Jay's going Pink Floyd, Comfortably Numb. One of the worst 50 songs in the world, really. Not, not in my opinion. Correct but, hey. answer was A, Simon and Garfunkel, ah, Sound of Silence. I wanted to go with that, but... I was thinking the twang is what I was kind of... Well, see, but I feel like if you go against Simon and Garfunkel in print, like... You get that the angry hippies, like totally you know, <laughs> pitchforks. And you know what hippies tofu. don't like metal. They don't like Slayer. All right, <laughs> our next description. <laughs> this is the worst thing to come from both the band and the continent itself. Okay. Eschewing such traditional hair metal concerns. As girl chasing and steel horse riding, this Rocky IV theme. Horse riding? What the fuck does that mean? From the poodle. <laughs> okay. Steel horse uh, riding. Uh, <laughs> the worst moment in the song. The synth trills remind us that before they were a crappy metal band. <laughs> I can't read the rest of it because they can. Are they talking about Survivor, Eye of the Tiger? Metallica, Enter Sandman, or C, Europe, The Final Countdown. 
two answers for C, those are correct. <laughs> I do think country. I was like, click. I was like, it's Asia or Europe? <laughs> yeah, Asia was the other one I was thinking of. Uh. <coughs> Alrighty. I never covered that song, by the way. Fan favorite. <laughs> Hold on, I need a beer. <laughs> so, updated scores. We have Anthony at 11, Jay at 8. And I think we have four questions left. Uh, I would be happy if, that, if I can lead to Anthony's first victory. That's very kind of you. I'm a giver. Very kind, yeah. Like edible arrangements. All right, the next description of the, uh, the worst, one of the top 50 worst songs of all time. Uh, the most pretentious rock star's most pretentious song. Bombastic. Lug oh. Lugubrious. Sounds like it was recorded in a large metal shipping container and mixed by drunks. Painful in so many ways. Um, first, let's see. I'm trying not to give this away. I think you already did. <laughs> okay. Um, can't say that. Can't say that. Uh, this artist's lyrics and tones... This artist intones lyrics that would make the kid wearing the pentagram t-shirt in the back row of a homeroom blush with shame. For example, father, I want to kill you. Mother, I want to un That's exactly how he wrote it. Are they talking about Jefferson Airplane, White Rabbit? The Doors, The End, or Led Zeppelin, No Quarter? Okay, I was totally thinking Metallica would be on there. <laughs> we have one answer in the air. What was the first one? What was that? Uh, we this have was the answer for The Doors. Right? A, Jefferson Airplane. Yes, it was. For White Rabbit. B, The Doors, The End, or C, Led Zeppelin, No Quarter. I want to say B. I do. Stop copying these answers. But I'm not going to. I'm going to be that guy. I'm going to say C. I'm going to go with Led Zeppelin. That's too bad because the door is the end. is absolutely correct. Is it bad that I remember the lyrics? Yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was going to be Metallica, honestly, when you said mix my drunks. You know, that, that I uh, wanted to go, Lena. I almost wanted to say it just because. Yeah. That's why I said I think we already gave it away. But I mean, if he had said mixed by drunks who were on fire. Well, it's multiple choice. Like, when I'm give, I haven't given the answers yet prior to. So, got a little closer. We got 11 mm -hmm. to 10 now. Very nice. All right. Um, let me see. This next description. To grunge what I'd like to teach the world to sing was to the Woodstock generation, whatever a new genre comes along, one thing is guaranteed. Sooner or later, someone will reduce its values to platitudes, then set them to music so trite you could use it to sell soft drinks. Did you get that? That's hard to read. Okay. This song stapled grunge angst to the AOR that grunge was supposed to stamp out, then added the remarkable vocals of this person. Uh, someone so tormented by what they referred to. Can't say that part. Sorry. <laughs> Worst moment. The first chorus. 
in which this person unleashes the one thing that 90s rock had lacked to that point, yodeling. Are they talking about R.E.M. losing my mind? Four non-blondes, what's up? Or no doubt, don't speak. We have one answer up. I almost need the answers repeated again. Uh, A, R.E.M., losing my mind. B, losing my mind, not losing my religion. Losing my mind. B, four non-blondes, what's up? C, no doubt, don't speak. Looks like we have both Bs. That is absolutely correct. Four non-blondes, what's up? The because yodeling. I, the only, I know the other two songs, and there's no yodeling in it, but I didn't know the four, the four non-blondes, so I was like, well, I'm going to just roll with it. Cause. I just wanted to make sure it wasn't losing my religion, because the, 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 the amount of... Unless I was a typo. I, I, uh, yeah, I had losing my mind, so... All right, this next one. Uh, the description is in which new metal veers from disaffected rage to will this do sounding like a middle aged man trying to fight his way out of his son's frat party using only <laughs> random words of youth slang in an unconvincing gruff tone of voice um, <laughs> get out of the way dog against a background <laughs> of histrionic metal noise the song is meaningless and embarrassing in equal measures are they talking about Limp Biscuits rolling? <laughs> Lincoln Park, numb, or Alien Ant Farm, smooth criminal? Yes and yes. This is, this is uh, Looking back on it, that was pretty obvious, probably. <laughs> yeah, right. As soon as, as soon as you said that, I'm like, okay, I don't even need to answer to. All right, gentlemen, we got one more. What do we got for a score? It is currently 15 to 14, Jay. You're down by one, bro. This is the this is the final final good countdown. That's what decides it. So like hide your hide your answers. That way we don't have that copying BS. Where if I just copy that guy, can't go wrong. All right, this <laughs> right false. Son of a. I got it right. All right, so this description, it's great uncle disgusting. When this artist chose to do sexy after 15 years of what they were doing before, even their fans were stunned. As if they'd just seen a stag film starring Richie Cunningham. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I found go, my thrill on Blueberry Hill. <laughs> I just betrayed my age. This wasn't. Uh, Notice I didn't laugh. <laughs> Huh? I think that's all I can tell you. It's a giveaway. So that uh, that brief description, are we talking about Taylor Swift? Look what you made me do. Right said Fred, I'm too sexy. Or Brian Adams, the only thing that looks good on me, it's you. CNC, Brian Adams is absolutely correct. <laughs> Believe me, I know my Brian Adams. If there's anything I know. No, more so than me. That's odd. I actually, put that, actually had you, we had I the, put that in there for you, buddy. I put that in there for you, buddy. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. So, historic day. Anthony has won his first ever Are well You done, Smarter? Sir. Well done, sir. Than a heavy metal over a six pack. So, wait, does that mean you're smarter than yourself? Yeah. Wait. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> he defended his title uh, valiantly. Of losing. The title has been taken Defended our honor valiantly because. 
to this point. We chivalry is dead. We don't, we don't make it sound like we know what we're doing. It's funny. We can't show it. Chivalry, into... chivalry doesn't mean what you think it means. No, because it's, it's like <laughs> honored combat. It has nothing to do with the <laughs> No, opening a door. No, no, no. Good times, good times. That is the end of this episode. Signing off for two dudes who think you give a shit about their opinion. This is Heavy Metal Over a Six Pack. See you next time.